welcome back to the Euro Trips Football Podcast. We've been away a long time, but we are now back to talk all things domestic football once again. I am, as ever, your host, Andy, and I'm jo- this week joined by our usuals. First of all, I'm joined by Naeem. How are you, mate? Yeah, not doing too bad, mate. Getting there, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, um, you know, we've, since we left the podcast, we've been to America, we've, so all, all things have happened since we've last, um, last been on the on the show. So yeah, a lot a lot's happened in football as well. We'll get into that in a minute. Um our other guest, as per usual as well, is Ryan Masanji. How are you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, of course, a lot's happened since um we last spoke on the show. I mean, we had a few weeks in America together. Um apologies for lack of content uh, on the YouTube channel for on that trip, but we had a good time, I think, anyway. Um, and a lot of football stuff went down. I mean, we daily met on the Sunday before the flight was the day of the Arsenal Man New game, and that was a hell of a game. But of course, since we've been away and come back, of course, a big game happened just recently on Sunday, which is where I really want to start with. Um, a huge game potentially in the end of the season, ramifications this year, as Arsenal beat City with a late winner through Gabriel Martinelli. Now, boys, I'll let you both decide make yourself who goes first, but just how big of a win was that? Your first win, I believe, it was since 2015, uh, 2016, your last time you beat City. Um, so just how good has that, how good was that for you guys, especially the way you won it as well, especially because in the VAR stuff in the first half as well, potentially you could have been robbed of that game. Just how good is it to see you guys actually beat them and just how big of a statement is this to the rest of the league? I'll let Naeem go first because he's our resident negativity man. No, 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 I'm pessimistic. <laughs> pessimistic. <laughs> no, obviously, you know, beating City for the first time in 12, 12, well, 12 games, you know, we always, every time you see that fixture, you always think, yeah, we're going to lose. I thought we would do on the weekend, but no, obviously, it wasn't a great game for the neutrals, but I think each team kind of cancelled each other out, to be fair. Um, obviously, we defended pretty well. Obviously, Saliba was immense, as always. But obviously, Gabriel, he deserves his flowers as well, them two. They're, they're pretty much our best centre-back pairing, so hopefully they can stay fit for the rest of the season. But, yeah, it was it was a bit of a funny game because uh, obviously the Kovacic thing, I thought, oh, here we go again, we're going to get robbed here. And then pretty much the first, I'd say, five, ten minutes, they they were kind of all over us. They did have a few like, one chance, but in the end, we kind of weathered the storm. Um, obviously, he made the right decision, taking Trossard off at, at half-time. I don't know if he's not fully fit yet, but... Obviously, it was good to see Martinelli back on the bench. You know, he obviously came on and was pretty much the match winner with his obviously deflected shot. But yeah, obviously his substitutes worked um, in this game, and yeah, I can't, I can't really, can't really criticize anything really. Um, but yeah, it's just good to beat City because yeah, it's been such a long time now, and you know, to finally beat them, and you know, obviously they was missing players, we was as well. So yeah, to beat them is, is always a great thing because. You know, we always go into those games, always getting battered by them. But yeah, uh, good win. Obviously, we got there in the end. And yeah, so it's a, it's a shame that obviously the international breaks here because no one, no one really cares about these these international games. Well, I know some people do, but well, I'll beg, I'll, I'll, I will challenge you on that. Ch- Ch- uh, Charlie Savage played for Wales last night, and Robbie Savage, you know, everyone knows I'm a big fan of. So we called former one over Gibraltar. I mean, that's surely quite nerd, isn't it? <laughs> But yeah, nothing, nothing beats club football. But yeah, we're just um, obviously uh, the next game back next Saturday is against Chelsea. So yeah, we usually yeah. beat them anyway. So 
mate, I can't, I can't confident with that. But yeah, it's obviously good to see us beat City, and obviously we didn't have Saka. Um, but yeah, it, it was a decent performance. Got there in the end, and yeah, just have to see see what the season brings us because you know we haven't lost the game yet. I know it's only been eight games so far, but yeah, as long as we just keep matching the results of all the teams around us, and we're in a, in amongst the title race in January. And, this time, actually, get a decent striker in. I know there's talks of Ivan Tony, but you never know what this club will do. But yeah, if you get a clinical striker, then yeah, you can just push on for the second half of the season, and yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully win it this season. But yeah, so far so good. Um, yeah, we're not playing the we're not playing the same way we were playing last season. You know, just blitzing teams. But I think um, teams are not giving us as much respect now as because they know that what we can do. But yeah, we'll see what. Um, like I said, we'll see what happens now and. Yeah, that's how we can continue this run. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly an exciting, albeit eight games in, an exciting start to the season in terms of that title race because there's just four points separating first and fourth. And there's only three points separating first and fourth, you know, and, um, you know, recently teams have been dropping points left, right, and centre. Um, now, Ryan, now I didn't actually get to watch the game. I sadly missed it. Um, and also, it's probably not sadly actually, but I missed our game against Brighton as well. Um, but what, I, what I've seen on Twitter clips and what I've seen on montages, William Saliba appeared to just give Haaland maybe one of his hardest tests um, in the Premier League. Certainly, he seemed to build him really well. And now we've all seen Van Dyke recently, his 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 powers drop. So for you, Ryan, um, I'll get your thoughts on the game as well. But is there a case you can argue right now? I think I'm certainly thinking this. I think Romero's... Uh, I think a little bit of rage, but I think he's certainly there with a shout. But would you say that Saliba maybe right now is the best centre-back in the league? It's funny you say that, because that was actually where I was going to start. Um, 100%. The only centre-back I would say you could maybe argue the case for, apart from Van Dijk, you could you could maybe say John Stones when he's fully fit, because he was excellent last year for City. But I don't, th- I don't think right now you can argue for anyone else apart from Saliba. He's been immense all season. Obviously, I know we're in eight Premier League games in and, you know, Carabao Cup game and a couple of Champions League games. But you can tell the difference when he's in that team and when he's not in that team. He he just oozes confidence and is so calm on the ball. And the thing is, he makes the players around him, the likes of Gabriel and Ben White and Zinchenko, so much better and they're that much more confident when he's playing because they know how good he is. So they can afford to take a few more risks, especially Zinchenko and Ben White. And that allows them to to go forward a little bit more often. And Arteta then trusts them to do that, which you, you wouldn't have seen if Saliba wasn't playing, like, for instance, towards the end of last season when he was injured. So 100%, I think he's the best in the Premier League. I'd argue he's one of the best currently in the world because there aren't really many in Europe you could say are much, much better. I think if you ask any major European team right now, if they could pick one, they would probably take him at the moment, not just because of his performances right now, but because of his age and the fact that he's only going to probably get better as well. So, yeah, just, just, just so, so good. Well, it's... Certainly a good time right now when it comes to North London with the top two currently occupying the league being Spurs and Arsenal. Now, Spurs are currently top of the league 
and they had another win, albeit against only a one the one over Luton Town. But you know, they've been getting some great results. I mean, I must say they got some luck in also the game that we've all, everyone's talked about recently. And I did initially um get a voice note from Harry Scarf, our Spurs fan, to talk about the, that VR game, but I think now it's come to the point where it's 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 been been and gone now. I think we just move on and forget about it. But they've been playing some good stuff, and you know, it's interesting because they the hiring of of Posta Coglu, I mean, I had down as my foot my flop team on the predictions. It was probably their least what's the word, the least hyped up uh, manager appointment in a long time. I mean, even you know, Espirito Santo got more got more um got more praise and more hype going into job than 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 um Ange did. And I think really, well, it's all, again, it's very early on in his first career. We saw Mourinho have a good start at Tottenham a few years ago, but it just seemed that they're just and this is with losing Kane as well. It just seems that right now they're just playing some great stuff, and they look actually better team than than without Kane than with Kane. And I think that probably goes down to the fact that it's no longer almost like a one man team. It's not. It's not just one star. Whereas before you had Son, you had all that, but Kane's obviously the focal point. But now you've got Son there. Madison, I think, has been signing the season so far. He's made a real good impact, and there's other players who seem to be elevating their game without focusing so much on Harry Kane. I don't know what you boys think of that. Obviously, they're a big rival of yours, but. Just what's your thoughts been on, on Spurs' starts this season as well? I mean, I'm happy to admit when I'm when I'm wrong, and they've been very, very good so far. Can't say anything else. I mean, they have been fortunate in, in certain games, like against Liverpool. I thought they were fortunate to get a point at the Emirates. I felt even against Sheffield United, where they got a couple of really, really late goals as well. You know, they were lucky in that one as you know, as well. And even against Luton, I mean, obviously they went down to 10 men. I don't think I've seen a poor performance from a Premier League team in a long, long time than what I saw from Luton. They were absolutely pathetic. But in terms of them getting results, I mean, they've got to still win the games and they have been doing that. So fair play to them. Obviously, they were in this same position last year. I think they were a point... They're a point better off than what they were last year. So they had a great start last season under Conte and obviously it all fell to pieces. So obviously, you know, you have to temper expectations for the time being. You know, it's it's extremely early to predict what's going to happen. You know, uh, I wouldn't say they're title contenders by any stretch of the imagination because they haven't got a very big squad. They lose one or two of those important players for a period of time, they will struggle. Whereas Arsenal, Man City and Liverpool have bigger squads and they've had to deal with the situation of being title challengers. Obviously, Arsenal City last year and Liverpool have been for a number of years now as well. But because of the, the high quality that we're seeing from other clubs in the league and results coming in that we didn't expect, like Wolves beating Man City... And um, obviously Liverpool have dropped points here and there, like at the weekend against Brighton. I think it's extremely difficult to to predict how it's going to carry on. Obviously, you don't know what Chelsea and, and Man United are going to do. I don't expect a lot from either of those two this season, but I would very much expect Arsenal, Liverpool and City to be challenging by the end of the season. And then I reckon Tottenham will probably just be behind those in the chasing pack. Yeah, I, I think I think for me that the top four, I think I think certainly 
City, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool. I think they're just right now seem to be just the the consensus top four. But then there's other teams that I think as well as Everton. I mean, Brighton in sixth, Villa in fifth, West Ham in seventh. You know, mm. and I think it's certainly potentially a year where a team like like West Ham, for example, could sneak in. But I think we every year we say this, and every year it's always the same teams or the same four out of six teams. So it's yeah, early on it's been, it's been great results and great games. I mean, I've been really impressed with you know with with Villa. I think Watkins has been playing some great football right now, and West Ham right now Sydney don't seem to be affected too much by the, the that extra games in the Europa League. So yeah, certainly um, with that side of the table, it's been it's been really good, and I think that well. Realistically, it should really be, you know, us potentially in second and first and Spurs in third because of that, what happened in that game. But, you know, so still for us, I think certainly for ourselves being where we are, I think it's great. You know, a lot of people, we had such a bad year last year and, you know, to be only three points behind top after eight games is really encouraging. I think, I think this time last year, we were, were struggling. So I, I think from our point of view, I think McAllister's maybe had a, some problems, but I think overall he's still been a good signing. Sober's life been amazing, you know, and it's um I think overall's been encouraging for us as well. I, I'm I'm happy with the start we've made, but I was always that part of me that I think obviously that that game against Spurs could come back to bite us in terms of points, where whether a challenge for the league, whether a challenge for top four. Um and obviously City, you know, a couple of games ago were looking like they were gonna go, you know, perfect. There was they won all six games and then the last two games they dropped points, but I still expect them to be you know, there and thereabouts. But let's flip the switch a little bit to the bottom of the table. Um, seem to be quite tight. I mean, the bottom four currently stands are Sheffield United bottom with one point, 19th place Bournemouth with uh, three points, Burnley in 18th with four points, same as Luton in 17th, Everton in 16th with seven points, and Brentford on 15th, which is really surprising actually on seven points as well. Um, in terms of that relegation fight, I mean, Wolves aren't far behind, Forest are a few points ahead. Um, you know, for you, Naeem, where do you see the what, what do you see happening with the bottom? What do you see about what what do you see happening with the way it's going? Because it seems to me right now that Sheffield United seem the worst by a country mile. They, they seem just uh, at least Luton they've they've had goals. I mean, Carlton Morris has got them, and right now they're not even in the bottom three. So yeah, I, for me personally, I think Sheffield United have been really really poor, and I've been really surprised by you know, the results of Brentford have got because they played some good stuff. They've been getting. They really should have got at least a point out of the Man U game. Um, so, yeah, surprise. So, what's your take been on on the uh, relegation side of, of the table so far? Yeah, so, obviously, with the Sheffield Wednesday... No, sorry, not Sheffield Wednesday. Hey, Sheffield United. Not, that'll be a turn-up for the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Sheffield, yeah, Sheffield United, there's always that one team that just comes up and just, just has, a, has a mare. And it looks like that's what they're doing. They're, only them and Bournemouth haven't won any games yet. So, I think... I think probably them two teams you're looking at probably going down because, you know, the the quality in their squad's not really there, to be fair. Shef- Sheffield United, I think, I think their squad's near enough the same as it was in the Championship. And, you know, you, to stay up, you do need to, you know, you, you do need to bring in a few, few, few players that, you know, know the Premier League in and out. But, yeah, it's quite tight down there. Like, even with Everton, I thought, thought they'll be dead certain, but, I don't know with them. They just, I think they, you know, with them, they lost. They've, well, they won their last game against Bournemouth. You know, obviously Bournemouth were down there with them as well. Obviously, they, they lost to Luton at home, but 
I think they'll still be in trouble. Burnley, I thought I thought with company he would do well, but obviously championship compared to the premiership is completely different. Championship is obviously a hard league, but obviously this is his first first time managing in the Premier League. Obviously it's a bit different to, to obviously playing for City, you know, where winning all the time. So obviously he's got a hard task in front of him, but yeah, I reckon probably like the, the bottom five teams will probably be probably stay the same to be fair. Brentford, obviously Tony's been out, you know, he, he did contribute quite a lot last season. But with them, I think they've got enough quality uh to, to stay up because obviously it's been a couple of seasons now that they, they've stayed up. But yeah, it's not looking good for Sheffield United and, and Bournemouth really. But I think I did have Sheffield United to go down in my in my predictions to be fair. So yeah, with them, they're just, well, I think they're second, second lowest scorers or joint joint second lowest scorers in the league. So, yeah, their problems, obviously, scoring goals and obviously uh, keeping them out of the back of the net. But, yeah, it's, it's, obviously, things can change. You never know. A team could just go on a bad run of form. But, yeah, I think, I think it'll stay the same as the way it is, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I think there's certainly, you know, I think... There's def- definitely plenty of room for teams to go up and down. I mean, I think Fulham are a team that could be looked at. You know, they're in 12th right now, but they appear right now to not really replace replaced, um, you know, Mitrovic. But, um, you know, I think teams that could could be involved in Man U and Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to see it, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. I mean... Um, so lucky on the weekend. Oh, I mean, that... I mean, I remember I... I was I was in, I was in a pub at the time and then they were one 0 down and I it was like eighty fifth minute I'm thinking oh brilliant yeah. so then I go and get the tube and then I I get off the tube and it's and they've won two one with two goals from Scott McTominay I, I couldn't believe it yeah no they were awful that game to be fair they they did get lucky to be fair but it's just papering over cracks really with them because yeah they've been they haven't been that great this season man um, obviously I think the only shining light is a player that I said would probably flop was Hoyland really. Like Rashford, he ain't really doing much, you know. Bruno Fernandes, I've never rated that guy. To be fair, you know, he kind of just stat padded that season. He came in with all those penalties, but he's he's not really he's not really he's not really a, a leader. Really, he's just always that he's just a player that you just want to punch, really, isn't it? But um, oh, and you know, he's always, I, he's, think, he's, I think I think he is good captain too. I think you what you want your captain to be shouting the rest, but that's what you look know, to think. All the great refs, the ref, all the great captains and. History look at the likes of Vieira, Keane, you know, yeah. even even Dale at the time, Tony Adams, all these I think you want your captain to be vocal, you want your captain to, you know, to, to be yeah. that guy who's gonna try and fight your team and try and, you know, and get the referees in. I think that is what a lot of great captains do. Now I I'm not a big fan of him, don't get me wrong, but I think that, you know, I think the only person maybe you could argue maybe Ram could be a good captain, but right now he's always injured. So it's um Yeah, that's it. He never seems to be available. So right now, it's like who else do you have as man you captain? I mean, um, you know, the hair would have been a good chat if you still there. Um, still think he should have been there, you know. And I think there's a lot of good. I think even with I did think with Tomley could be a good captain material actually, but I don't think he's he's good enough to leave an example on the field. Um, but I think yeah, I mean, he gets the goals for Scotland. He gets the goals, but um, yeah, I'm not sure he's man you quality, but. I, I do think Chelsea. I do think Chelsea are um, paving over the cracks because they've beaten Fulham and Burnley, and Burnley have, have yeah, then haven't been great. And um, Fulham, I don't really rate because they've lost their best striker. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not too. It, it'll 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 show when they play us like what what they do. If they if they beat us, fair enough. But 
I just can't see it happening. To be fair, like like you said, they've beaten teams that are in the bottom half. You know, they haven't, they haven't, well, they haven't beat a team in the top half yet, have they? So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see with them. Was that? It drew against us, but that's the yeah. next thing. That was the first game of the season, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. But yeah, with them, yeah, I think they've got they've got too many too many players in that squad to fit in. Really, they they need they need to they need to. Well, it's Potter, really. He needs to maybe get rid of a few players. But obviously, they've got quite a lot of injuries at the moment as well. So, I'm guessing right now, this ain't the team that he, he really wants to be playing. So, yeah, with them, I think their main aim is just to get back into Europe. But the way they're going, they'll be lucky to get, what, Europa League, maybe? Maybe Big Conference League, league if they're lucky. Yeah. But they said they're only really three points, three points off those spaces, to be fair. So, they're not... Even though the season that they've had so far, it's not, it's, it's not the best start, but... Obviously, with the way this season's going, everyone just keeps taking points off each other. So, you know, the points-wise, it, it is really tight at the moment, to be fair. Like I said, only a couple of points separate, was it fourth from top? Well, third, three points separate you from top. So, yes. Uh, it's, and I think quite a few teams at the top will be playing each other um, soon. I think, I think Man, Man United got City soon as well. So, But with them, I think obviously they're missing De Bruyne and Rodri, like the they're the two mainstays, really. So, obviously, Rodri will be back for their next game. So, you think you think they'll probably pick up a bit of form, but you just never know, really. Maybe maybe that treble win has kind of got to their heads. Maybe they're getting a bit complacent, but I don't know. We'll see. City at the end of the day, they're always, always doing something, isn't they? I mean, that is one thing I did talk about, I think, before the season started. That I do think that when you've... Especially players of a certain age, when you've won a treble... Um, where where do you go from there? And I think, especially now the there's talk of them going perfect and beaten. That's out the window now. Yeah, I I think that it's um there's that potential to flip season alone, um to have to happen. But looking at Chelsea, I mean the amount of players that change shirt numbers this season is ridiculous. I mean, um, <laughs> Mudrick changed numbers, Sterling changed numbers, um, Enzo Fernandez changed numbers, um, obviously Levi Cole changed numbers, I believe, um. I believe Cucurella might have changed numbers. Um, but so many players. Um, did yeah, I think he did. And there's other players that have you know have done that since. And I mean, seeing Conor Gallagher be be their second or third choice captain as well, just seems crazy to me. I mean, it's uh, I don't I don't see what he's done to deserve that. But um, yeah, I thought he'd have been sold in the summer. To be fair, but I yeah. think they wanted a bit too much, a bit too much for him. Like he's but, he's an um, all right player, but I would agree. Crazy, they want to sell him and make him their one, their first, their second or third choice captains. It seems just that's a mess at Chelsea, really, isn't it? Potty right didn't know who one of the couple of players were as well, and it's just it just seems nuts to me what's going on there. But Ryan, over to you. Um, your thoughts first on, on the relegation fight because we were talking about it the fact that you know there's it's quite tight at the bottom, there's you know, there's five teams, six teams that. You know, just a few points separate them, and there's a few teams that I think could get drawn into it. Um, but your take on on what's been um an interesting start down the bottom as well. Yeah, so with the relegation battle, I think it's pretty evident that Sheffield United are going gonna, to they're going to go down. I mean, the fact that we're eight games and they've not got one win yet, they're on like minus sixteen or seventeen goal difference. They they just not look like they're going to get a result at any point. Maybe in the Tottenham game where I said earlier I felt they were a little bit unlucky not to get some kind of result from that. But to have one point at this stage, 
I think it's going to take something of a minor miracle for them to stay up. Bournemouth don't look much better either. Again, they're the other team that's without a win. So where they start winning games, I don't know because it's, it's so difficult in this league now to pick up points and to pick up wins, most importantly. Like, draws aren't really good enough. So those two, I think, will definitely go down. I think Luton will go down as well because... I said it earlier, when they played Tottenham, they looked no threat whatsoever in that game. I thought when Tottenham went down to 10 men, surely they would come out in the second half and actually try a little bit more. But they didn't. They just they, they kept playing the same way. They invited pressure on. And, of course, Tottenham were going to exploit that. And, you know, they only got a jammy 1-0 win. But it was, you know evident that Luton weren't going to win that game and it didn't look like they even really wanted to. So disappointing. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be one of those fans that, you know, just criticises for the sake of it. At the end of the day, it's nice to see different teams in the in, in the league and, and different teams get the opportunity, obviously, to gain promotion and, and have a go. But you still want to see these teams actually give it a good go and not just come up to the Premier League, you know, chuck 10 men behind the ball and just fight just to survive. Like, you know, at least with Nottingham Forest, although they've spent heavily, you, you look at them now, they don't look like they're relegation candidates anymore. You know, they survived last season and this season, I think they're going to be probably where they are right now, you know, 13th, maybe 13th, 14th, 12th, something like that. So it would have been nice. Oh, I know Luton have done it a little bit differently and They've not spent heavily and they've relied on picking up sort of bargains here and there. They've just got Andros Townsend. What what he'll do, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, those three teams, I think, will, will 100% go down. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I think... I said, said before, but I, th- I still think Fulham could be a team that could be looked at because of because of the losing Mitrovic, but you know, losing town right now, they aren't the bottom three. You know, I think there's definitely there's definitely evidence there they could say they got they did get a win, but yeah, I think they might still be um in trouble. But moving away from the Premier League a little bit, um still involving some Premier League teams, just want to talk about the Champions League very quickly. Um so obviously it's been some sort of English clubs involved in the Champions League, some very sort of highlight sort of highlight results. I mean obviously the big one being uh, Newcastle beating PSG 4-1. Um, you know, I thought that was an incredible performance, incredible result. Um, and obviously there's one being you guys losing 2-1 to Lons. And obviously that, in the end, um, resulting in obviously Saka getting that injury, which really effed up my FPL team. Um, <laughs> but for you guys, what should it take been on the overall Champions League? Um, obviously you had the Man U losing 3-2 to Gatas for Roy as well. I did cover that for Rolling Sports Media. Uh, the commentary and yeah, it's um been interesting start to Champions League season. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on, Ryan. No, I mean, luck- luckily enough, I actually um I put a tweet out before that Man United game, um, replying to someone saying that they would lose that game because mm-hmm. of the form that they were in, and also because of the form that Galatasaray were in. Albeit it's the Turkish Super League, so it's not you know one of the elite leagues, but it's still you know a really difficult league to win and to compete in 
But, but when you look at the players that they've signed this summer, they've got some proper talent there, the likes of Zaha and Akadi, you know, just to name just a few. And obviously they're the ones that really made a difference in that game at Old Trafford. So uh, that was a nice result to see. Um, obviously a lot of people would have enjoyed Lons beating us. And we we were really poor in that game. We looked tired from minute one. Some of the uh, most important players, like Declan Rice and Bakaya Saka, looked injured. They didn't look like they were fit to play. So, But it's not an easy place to go and get a result. They were incredibly good at home last season. And just in general, away, it's never that easy to get a result in the Champions League unless you go to Old Trafford. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I expected a hard game to be fair. I still thought we would have won the game, but we didn't. It's no drama. It's the second game in. We'll, we'll beat them at home and we'll beat Sevilla at home and I believe we'll beat Sevilla and PSV away from home as well. Um, so, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother the you know that much Sevilla got a new manager which they might get a little bit of a bounce from that but they've still got a very poor team and PSV didn't give us any trouble in in the, in the game at the Emirates either so you know Lons won't play the same way when they come to the Emirates they won't have the same um, energy from their home fans so yeah I, I expect us to cruise through that group quite comfortably mm, I think you know I think we'd see but I, I have confidence you'll, you know, you'll win a group because I think you've got really one of the best first 11s in, in European football right now. I mean, look at the teams around us. I don't think there's many teams you've got better starting 11 than what you guys have. I, I don't think you guys have got everything you need. Rice appears to be the final piece of the jigsaw. Um, mm. Yeah, it just seems to be all round a really good team for you guys now. But Naeem, of course, you're an Arsenal fan. I want to get your take on um, on that result. For you guys, also just general sort of, you know, other ones. I just you know the Bayern Munich beat Man U. I think it was four three. You know, Madrid played Napoli. There was some great goals from the likes of Valverde and Bellingham in that game. You know, and Morata got a couple of goals. Uh, actually, that was in La Liga. Ignore me, but um, yeah, I think there's been some great results in the Champions League so far this season. Yeah, so just quickly touching on our one. Yeah, that to be to be fair, I thought we would just go there and. Get, get easy three points, but you know, they haven't been in the Champions League for I think it was like 20 odd years or something. So, of course, they're, they're obviously home fans were going to be up for it, but yeah, well, two goals were kind of from mistakes, really. So, they did, they were the better team to be fair. Um, yeah, we just looked, didn't really look like it was on it that game, but you know, usually when we do lose, we do bounce back. So, yeah, it's just also we're on three points at the moment, you know, it's quite a tight group at the moment, but. Yeah, with Sevilla, they they perform better in the Europa League than they do Champions League. So obviously, their game away at their ground is going to be hard because um, yeah, we don't usually travel too well in these European grounds. But you know, if we just win on our home games, and I think we should be able to beat PSV quite easily. Be spatched spatched on them easily in the first game. So yeah, as long as, as long as we get out of the group, that's that's the main that's the main thing. Don't want to be going in Europa League again. I've had that for too many years, but. Yeah, with Man United, I think they'll probably drop down to Europa League. You know, and that win against Sheffield, I'm not sorry, that win against Brentford, that's just papering over the cracks. Only only player that's been, like I said previously, that's looked half decent is is Hoyland. You know, they've got quite a lot of injuries themselves, but yeah, I think Ten Hag was on um, 
thin, thin, thin ice at the moment. So, yeah, I, I can't see them getting out of the group. Real Madrid, you know, this is their competition. They'll easily get out of their group. I thought Napoli, going away to Napoli would have been a bit more harder, but they've not been in a great form this season uh, compared to last season when they won the title. So, yeah, and obviously credit to Bellingham. He's obviously gone in there. I think 10, 10 games he's played. I think it's what, 10 goals it is now. So, yeah, he's... He's just, he's, just, he's just on another level at the moment. And I thought he would do well there, but I didn't think he would start off this well. But, yeah, he's it's, it's good, 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 another good addition to their squads. And, yeah, I think this I think this season will be quite open in the Champions League. There's not really any clear favourites at the moment. I know it's only been two games, but to the way teams are performing in the league as well, so, um, I, think, I think, yeah, it could, could, could go anywhere. I can't really, can't really tell who's going to win it um, this season. So, yeah, as long as it's not Man City again then, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Most fans don't want a City repeating it for many reasons. Um, but, you know, moving on from that, in terms of the other English clubs representing in the Europa League, Conference League, I mean, Liverpool, you know, um, back-to-back wins means so far perfect, you know, top of the group by two points. I mean, West Ham, they become the first, they've now got the record of the long, most consecutive wins in Europe for any English team. Uh, I believe it's something like 15 or 16. Um, and then Brighton have, on the opposite side of the, of the spectrum, have been pretty poor. They've um, only got one point from two games. And then they got the great comeback against Marseille, which was a great result for them out of the Belgium. A game we've been at, uh, do check out on the YouTube channel, um, that vlog at Marseille. Uh, but they look like they might be struggling to get out of group. But um, I think overall, not a bad representation of that competition for the English teams. Then looking at Aston Villa, uh, they're, they've got three points there, one win, one loss of their souls. You know, actually, I think everyone in that group has got um, three points, I believe. Uh, let's get it up. Yeah, every team's won one, loss one. So that's a fairly open group. They're fourth right now. So it's all to play for in terms of that. Now, before we do go, just going to quickly go through quickly the other leagues in Europe and how they're going so far. Um, so, amazingly, the top two in Germany don't evolve by an all-dormant. Uh, Leverkusen can lead the way with 19 points. Stuttgart second with 18 points, with Bayern third on 17 points and Dortmund on the same amount of points. Um, Union Berlin are in 13, which is not something anyone expected considering how well they've done in recent years. Freiburg ninth, Frankfurt eighth, Leipzig in sixth. Um, a few surprises on there. In league end, PSG on top. That is currently at Monaco with uh, former Liverpool player Minamino doing the business, from what I've heard. Uh, PSG on even second. Nice have that role and PSG are third, uh, but only two points separate the top three. Uh, Marseille in sixth, the team that I had as my as my league winners, which I think no one will be saying now. And also the one that's most surprising probably is Lyon being bottom of the league. Haven't won a game yet. Four and three. Um, only three points second from bottom. It's... Crazy, Sydney were you know a team that dominated league for quite a while. Um, crazy that is. Um, La Liga, um, Madrid are top, no real shocks there. But Girona in second place is a real shock. Um, you know, that's something no one expected them. Valencia in ninth, not a bad start from them. Sevilla in fourteenth. Ryan leads to a new manager. And Villarreal in sixteenth, which again is a, a bit of a shock. And then finally, um, in Serie A, um. No particular shock. You can maybe look at Lazio being 13th and being a bit of a shock. Um, Roma in 10th. Um, but Monza in 7th. Um, and then top four uh, occupied by Milan, Inter, Juventus and Fiorentina. So 
I think, you know, quite an exciting start to the year. But that, but that is where we will end the podcast for today. Um, so before we do go, um, do check out some of our YouTube content. Uh, done some recent American football stuff on our channel, uh, including more on Wi-Fi on the jersey of every team or fan of every team in the league outside the Tottenham Stadium. Um, and yeah, we will hopefully at some point bring you some more football-based vlogs. Um, I know I did look up on the weekend... AC Wimbledon, they were playing on Saturday, but it was £5 for ticket, which was amazing, but it was sold out, so unfortunately can't do that one. And I don't think I've quite found spending my Sunday afternoon, Sunday after, Saturday afternoons watching non-league or Sunday league football, because that is that is something I don't wish on my worst enemy at times, watching that kind of quality football. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll bring some more content soon. Uh, but in the meantime, this has been the Euro Trip to- Football Podcast. I've been your host, Andy. This has been Naim and Ryan. And we will see you guys next time.